Welcome into the Hustle With Us podcast. This is Tristan Plunkett, your host today. To my right, virtually here is Mr. Craig Mushino. Craig, how you doing today? I'm good, Tristan. Thanks. Awesome. Let's get let's get right into it here. We know the process here. We know the drill, as do our coaches. We just got off the line here with coach down in Maryland, Mr. Brendan O'Connell. He's the head coach at Eleanor Roosevelt High School, just recently coming off his uh, state championship, third one in his tenure there. I, I think that's pretty good, right, Craig? He's having a lot of success, no doubt about it. I'd say so. It's all about making sure you get your program in the right mindset. What did you think of the interview, Craig? Yeah, talking about mindset, um, we talked quite a bit about establishing a culture from the freshmen to the seniors. I thought that was really interesting from Coach O'Connell. Um, also, I liked hearing about you know what some of his players do in the offseason, especially crossing over into other sports like track and field. I thought that was pretty cool. I'd say so. Yeah, you, you hear about all these pro athletes, and whether they're the NBA, whether they're the NFL, MLB, and it always seems to come up. Yeah, this guy played. This guy played football back in high school. Mm-hmm. This guy played. And they're always referencing the other side as well. And one of one thing I liked about it, and it seems to be a theme that we're getting with our with our coaches here, especially these ones that have such a reign of success in their tenure. Towards the end of the season, they kind of change up the strategy a little bit, not trying to wear too much on the fatigue of the players. And we'll, we'll hear about how uh, Coach O'Connell sort of approaches that towards the end of the season and making that postseason push. But, hey, I'll, I'll let him talk about it himself. Without further ado, here we go. Coach O'Connell. Before we get to our interview, a quick word about the Hustle Sports training app. If you're an athlete trying to improve your skills or a youth sports coach trying to develop your players with an effective training program, look no further than the Hustle app. Hustle is the simplest way to learn new sports skills. We partner with coaches and trainers at all levels to produce instructional videos and training plans that will help you to improve your fundamentals and master advanced techniques. Whether you're building out your practice plans or looking to improve your form, techniques, or fitness, Hustle has a training plan for you. Download our app in iTunes or the Google Play App Store by searching Hustle Training or visit our website at hustletraining.com. Get a leg up on your competition with Hustle. All right, here we go. All right, welcome in, everybody. We got Coach Brendan O'Connell on the other line right now, head coach at Eleanor Roosevelt High School, recent recipient of the 4A state championship down there in Maryland. I believe that's the third time that they've actually picked up that title. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. How's the uh, the hangover worn off? How are we doing after winning that, that third state championship there? It it feels good. It's going to feel good for a while. There we go. Are we still relishing on it? We're we already on the next season. <laughs> uh, no, we don't start that fast. I'm I'm in, uh, I'm still enjoying that that season and enjoying going home at three o'clock every day with not not too much to do. That is a nice little plus. I, I definitely uh, definitely agree with you in that realm. But it's not too long though. I feel like maybe another week or so. We're already getting back into the training plans, back into the uh, developing for next season. So yep, we usually we usually start up right after spring break. There it is. There. <laughs> All right, then you're back into it. Start reserving that gym time for sure, Coach. Let's let's just get it started right there. Tell us tell us about your start into uh, into this role here. I mean, you took over this uh, this program at a very you know relatively young age at I believe 24 years old. You took it over. You've been handling it uh, since then. Tell us about uh, that transition into coaching. Your experience prior. 
and and what what drew you to the position? Yeah, well, I didn't really know what I was going to do as in college, but I, I knew I wanted to to teach. I figured that out about halfway through my my time at the University of Maryland, and um, the first place I got a job teaching out of college was at Eleanor Roosevelt High School, and um, I've always been into basketball and all sorts of sports, so I just started helping out with the uh, with the team there. Uh, Coach JV for a season assisted with the varsity and then um you know got lucky enough to, to get that job really early and i've had it i've had it ever since okay yeah and then so when you took over i believe the school had maybe one state championship under its under its reins you kind of came in there really changed the uh changed the mindset it looked like at least judging from the statistics realm and uh really took over tell us about the tell us about instilling that winning attitude in a team that you know, you're just jumping into young age. Maybe these kids are just a few years younger than yourself. Tell us how you really took hold of that position. I, you know, I get asked that a decent amount, and I, I don't, I don't feel like I have a great like recipe. Like, hey, this is what I can point to. I just feel like just trying to develop the attitude of of working hard and caring about your yourself and your school and and representing your teammates well and just. I mean, I, we just kind of dove into it there. And I, I look back and I, it's not like, you know, it all happened really fast. Like I was not expecting to get the head coaching job there. So it's not like, you know, I, like you said, I was 24 years old. I didn't have like a great idea in my head, you know, like I'd been an assistant for years and this is how I wanted to run a program. It just kind of happened. And so, so we just kind of dove in. But, yeah, I mean, we we were lucky early on to have, you know, I, I've been really lucky to have a bunch of, great assistant coaches and then those first few teams of just kids who just wanted to work hard and cared about winning cared about each other and it it just kind of evolved from there yeah so what did you do before the head coaching role did you start kind of in youth coaching or assistant coaching anywhere before that or you kind of jumped right in you know i've worked at camps and i you know i worked at a bunch of basketball camps you know, growing up in college, that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I didn't have a ton of experience. I was, you know, I, I had an, a, a year helping out as an assistant and then a half a year coaching JV. And then, you know, we, we had a little situation at the school, but, and then, and then I had a, a head coach who, or I'm sorry, I had a principal who just trusted and believed that I was the right guy for the job. You know, luckily, luckily that's worked out. Yeah. So what kind of advice would you have you know, for other coaches who find themselves in a similar position, you know, they're, they're new, they're high expectations of them. Kind of what would you say to them? You know, if, if I would give any sort of advice, I, I would say, you know, just, just probably be true to who you are. You know, there, there's a lot of distractions these days in terms of social media, parents and outside influence and, and really just try to enforce the culture you want. I, I think it was super important early on that we had like, you know, the right kids and right coaches and right parents in our program. Um, and even if that would, would have meant, Hey, here's one super talented kid that, you know, was a little bit of an attitude problem cutting him. I think making sure you got the right people to work with every day is, is super important. Yeah. How do you instill a culture like that? How do you actually, kind of define the type of culture that you want to have within your program? You know, and that's one, like, that's like I was saying earlier, like, I don't, I don't know that I got like a great answer for that. Like it just, 
it just kind of happened. I mean, I feel like I, I try to lead by example a lot. I hope the kids and other coaches in our program see me working hard all the time and, and treating people the right way and being of high character. And I hope I can sort of set that example. But I mean, it, I don't know if there was, you know, if, if, if someone could write a book on it and just do it, everyone would do it. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, like I, 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 re- I recognize that I, I have, I have been fortunate. I, I think early on that we had some people that, that, that bought in and then, you know, then it's just sort of now, like it, it just sort of carries itself. Like the, the new incoming freshmen, like look at the upperclassmen and they, they sort of, you know, Hey, this is how we do things here. And so, you know, luckily we got off the ground running early on and, and now it, it just keeps rolling. There it is. Yeah. You set the tone early and all of a sudden, what do you know? You're, you're still, uh, you're creating a, you're creating a little dynasty in your own right, that's for sure. So let's get into the uh, the skills development of your team each year. Obviously, you're coming into each season. You have different skill sets that you have to deal with. You have different players you have to deal with, different attitudes. Tell us about how, uh, how you start off your year in terms of skills development. Any sort of drills or training exercises that you lean towards that you know, really get the kids into the, into the right mindset and into that, into that right physical frame? So, you know, I mean, we're, we're a public school, you know, in, in Maryland. So, you know, we, we have some limitations on what, how we can work with the kids on the basketball court out of season. But we, we do do a lot, you know, we do a lot in the fall with, with conditioning and, and strength training. Um, and I think a lot of that helps, you know, just set a, a work ethic tone for, for the season. So, but, but uh, you know, just in terms of, like, like our fall is typically spent on the track a lot, in the weight room, mm. Um, mm. you know, doing sorts of agility and conditioning things. We do, we do a lot of that in the fall because we, we are a little limited on, on how much we can actually work with the kids on the court. So we're getting into the season now, and we're, you know, the season's starting up. You've already had your training camp. You've already figured out. You've already unfortunately made the, the, the cuts that might have to come along with it. You got your core group of guys. Now, let's say you're, uh, you're approaching the season. You start off on a hot streak. All of a sudden, you hit a little, might, might hit a little bit of a skid. What, how, do you, how do you change the mindset of those kids there? How do, you, how do you turn that around? Is there any sort of, you know, like I said, training drills, practice exercise that you prefer, whether it's scrimmaging every practice or if it's individually working with one, one student alone or a couple students at a time? Is there any kind of strategy that you instill there? We we try to keep we try to keep our our practices very consistent um, in terms of you know we'll we'll start every single practice with skill work um, dribbling passing shooting every single day we'll you know our next chunk will be a, a, a chunk of defense you know a lot of it breakdown we we play a lot of man to man defense. And then we'll mix in some offense and some pressure stuff toward the end of practice. But like we, we, we do, we try to keep it very consistent. I think the kids respond um, to, to the consistency, you know, obviously if we think we're slacking in one area, we certainly will emphasize it a lot more in practice. Um, uh, we watch a lot of film at Roosevelt um, and, and, and really like, you know, Hey, if I don't think they're running back very hard on defense, we'll, we'll I'm going to show that to them a lot on film and then we'll go in and, and simulate that. Or if I think we're, you know, being lazy with the ball, I'm going to show that a lot on film. So um, practices are, you know, the 
the model is pretty consistent. We'll we'll switch up the drills, we'll emphasize some things, but uh, we do talk a lot, um, you know, meetings before and after practice, and we do watch a lot of film too. Sure. Yeah. Of course, the film has to do uh, has to play a part in there. Now, would you say that you're the one identifying it, or do you, do you uh, really try and push it onto your players to be the ones to? take it on to themselves to watch this film, take some time after school, after classes and, uh, and really, and really take into it. Or are you walking them through it the entire time? Both, both with, um, you know, obviously we've been using huddle now, you know, huddle crossover, all the, the online platforms that's really changed things in the last few years and made it, made it possible that, you know, all these, all the kids can watch the game that they just played as soon as they get home, full game, uh, on their phones, on their iPads. Um, it's nice that I can track that so I can see who's watching what I can clip things up and send it to them. Um, but if, if there are some things that really need to be addressed, I like to do it as a group. So, um, so we'll do both. Got it. So let's say, you know, you're, you've moved through the season. I know consistency is really important with, with the way that you practice, but say you're moving into the postseason, maybe you've got uh, fatigue setting in or even some injuries on the team. You know, how do you adjust your um, kind of skills development or do you change up the types of drills that you do there towards the, the end of the season? Yeah, for sure. We, we shorten practice. Um, you know, we'll typically go two, two and a half hours early in the year and then we're down to, you know, one and a half hours late in the year. Uh, I, I mean, I think late in the year, you know, certainly in a playoff run, we don't need as much live, you know, basketball being played back and forth. It'll be, forth, it'll be a lot more skill work, um, shooting, passing, dribbling, uh, a lot more shooting as, as the playoffs, um, the end of the season and the playoffs come come down the stretch, a lot more walkthroughs. Um, because, yeah, I mean, these kids, their bodies wear down. Everybody's tired and Certainly, I think injuries are are more more likely to happen when people are mentally and physically tired. So, um, you know, in terms of nothing like again, like no totally new drills, but um, we'll tweak them so that they're not quite as live or they're quicker or something like that. Okay, got it. And I mean, it sounds like you you've got a winning formula here. I, I wanted to ask kind of a general question about skills development and the types of drills that you use, how do you balance kind of individual focus in the types of drills that you choose versus team level drills? You know what I mean? Like being able to provide that individual focus that that a particular player needs versus the needs of the broader team. Yeah, that's a great question because that's one that I struggle with too. You know, I think, I think as coaches, sometimes we get we get caught up too much in like the entire group and not don't focus enough on like individual instruction. So I, I, I try to emphasize as much individual instruction as possible. Um, you know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I have typically two, three and four coaches with me. So, so we can split up in groups and we do a lot of, we'll do you know we'll split up by position group or we'll split up by you know grade level freshmen and sophomores with one basket then juniors and seniors um mm-hmm. to to address specific needs but yeah i mean 
I, I always worry that we're spending too much time running through plays and because none of that's going to work if the kids don't have the individual skills. So sure. try, trying to find that balance is, is hard. I'm reminded of that a lot as I have, I have little kids now who are starting to play sports and, and I'm going to their practices and, I, and I'm watching them and I'm thinking basically 100% of their practice should be skill work, individual skill mm-hmm. work. You know, it's at that age, they just need that. Um, you know, and then somehow when they transfer into high school, we, we, we got to find that balance, but yeah, that, it's, it's hard. It's hard to find that balance. Absolutely. Well, I certainly wouldn't want to be the, uh, that little league coach that's got the state championship looking over his shoulder. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just me. So here at hustle, you know, we're all about the, uh, the advancing the, the training plans via technology when the coaches aren't around. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, watching the film plays a big part in the, in the program at, at Eleanor Roosevelt and the, the huddle technology and all that. Is there any other technology uh, aspects that you use right now in terms of training, in terms of skills development? And what do you think the future holds for uh, high school and up in terms of basketball playing here? Well, one thing, one thing I would like to see that, that I do, and, you know, I'm sure there's some app for this that I'm just not aware of, but, you, you know, I, I like to film the kids shooting and film their shooting form. Uh, individually, and, and then I like to watch that with them. Mm-hmm. And you know, every, every kid's unique, so I'm not exactly sure how how you would. I'm sure someone out there could is smart enough to figure out an app that that could correct people's form. But that's that's one thing I love to do with the kids because you know I, I'm telling them, hey, you you know you're not shooting the ball high enough, or you're not getting your shoulder up high enough when you shoot. You know, they hear me, but in, until I actually show it to them. You know, with, with with the I, I just bring the iPhone out and put it in slow mo, and it's really a great way for them to to analyze their own shot. You know, we have a we have a um, we have one of the, the shooting guns at Roosevelt. Hmm. So so you get those kids on that shooting machine, and they can take. You know, there's another piece of technology that's great, but they can take a hundred shots in in five minutes, and I can sit there and and film. You know, their form, and then we can analyze it later. So. Um, that's one thing I do a lot that, that I think is helpful to some of our kids. Got it. Great. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting idea about analyzing form through mobile apps and, you know, with hustle, we are constantly evolving and that's certainly something that we've discussed um, internally about uh, we, and, and you're not the only coach that's asked a similar question. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to um, the last round before we wrap up. It's our uh, rapid fire round. Okay. So ask a, a number of quick questions and kind of, you know, learn a little bit more about you. So I'll kick this off right away. Are there any YouTube channels for coaching content that you're always visiting? Not off the top of my head, but I am always on Twitter. And I, I like, I like the, I like a lot of the X's and O's like strategy mm-hmm. YouTube channels. All right, then. So give us the uh, the top, let's say, one to three accounts, if we can't come up with three. Let's say one to three accounts that you utilize for those coaching tips. You know, we, I just follow a bunch of – I just follow a bunch of coaches. Uh, so uh, Zach Bosvart has a great one. Um, he's been all over the place at, at Maine and Army, but uh, he's got a great X's and O's site that I follow. So what's your favorite sports movie of all time? 
My new favorite, I think, because my kids love it now too, is the Sandlot. Ooh, what a throwback! Yeah, I loved, I loved it as a kid, but now that that I watched it with them and they loved it too, it made me love it more. All right, next rapid fire question. You mentioned your kids are getting into the sports now. Are you leaning them towards the basketball realm, or are you getting them into the other sports as well, trying to trying to make it a more well well rounded approach? I've got three kids, and none of them currently play basketball. So, wow. That answers that. Uh, I, right. it'd, be, it'd be great. It'd be great if they love it later, but yeah, they can do whatever they want. There it is. Well, coach, definitely appreciate you taking the time here tonight. Thank you again. Is there any, you mentioned the social media before, any kind of social media, any organizations you want to plug here before, before we set you on your way? No, you know, our, our uh, you know, we're really proud of what we're doing at Roosevelt. Our, our Twitter handle is E-Roos Raiders, E-R-O-O-S-R-A-I-D-E-R-S. You can give us a follow, check us out. Great program with a lot of kids doing a lot of good things in college and beyond. So hopefully I'll continue. Appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. That's one more thing I got to yeah. ask. I didn't it's it's completely off the cuff here, so no worries if you don't have the exact number. You have any idea have any, how many athletes you've sent to play on at the next level? No. Um, I think it's about 50 or so. Wow. That'll do. That'll do. But yeah. Yeah, no, we it's yeah, we've been lucky. Yeah, I'd say so. Changing the changing the lives. Yeah, changing changing their lives one step at a time. Well, I know you folks definitely have a couple of uh, college commits from this past year. Definitely wish you all the best in the future as well, as well as to all your players. Appreciate the time once again here, Coach. Yeah, thanks, guys.